here. All right, I have pressed record. Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes. I am Sean Gaylord, and you know what? This is not just any ordinary episode. This is our 100th episode, and I am so grateful. <laughs> exactly, Nikki. We have got the 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 inspiring the driver of the bus, many buses and many things. Nikki Spears is here and I wow. am so grateful to, to have you here, Nikki. Nikki and I uh, have been on, on a journey. We're all on a journey. And uh, I'm very grateful that uh, I've been able to catch up with my friend and colleague and fellow traveler, Nikki Spears. Nikki, welcome to the Principal Liner Notes. Thank you, Sean. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, you're right. We go way back. We go way <laughs> back. In fact, probably when I had a few more hairs uh, <laughs> back in the day. And um, and again, you know, as I was thinking today and and, and reflecting today, um, you know, I, I'm I'm big into music, Nikki, and uh -huh. and uh, I, I I thought about the podcast, and I thought, you know, hundred episodes and like. In, in many, I, I don't, I'm nowhere near Beethoven or, or, or Marvin Gaye or anything like that, but or the Beatles. But but I I think like this is like a is a symphony, and each episode is a movement because in the symphony you have different different movements. And and you know because I was thinking of words that I that I associate with you as I was getting ready, and I was thinking about music, and I thought movement, and and you 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 to me when when the word movement comes uh to mind you know i i think of you and, and the energy that you give and and the intentionality that that you provide and, and the positivity that that you do um i know for those of us that uh, or those here who are tuning in who may not may not know you i know you as friend i know you as 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 inspiration uh, but but when you when you're doing that elevator pitch, Nikki, what what are those words or what are those things that come to mind for your movements as as a way of introduction? Wow, that's that's big, Sean. <laughs> I think uh, words that come to mind when I think about the movement definitely uh, is is God and His journey for our lives. He has a, a a path for our lives, and you know we talked about that a little bit before we dived in here. And just trusting in his vision and listening to him. And we all, he speaks to all of us. And uh, sometimes we just don't listen, you know, and we want to push it off as a uh, brush it off as, uh, well, maybe not right now. I, I've never felt that way, Sean. I've always listened to that voice and I, I respond. Uh, even when I was a teacher and I had a, a great idea to do something in the hallway, it could be, you know, something with a bulletin board idea and and going out in the hallway and and just starting it and seeing where it ended up with bringing all these people together you're like oh i see where you were going with this god uh so i think uh when i think about my journey i think of, of god and his mission uh for my life i think of uh you know looking at every challenge as an opportunity to be better and uh to move into where god wants me to be and I, I try to look at my struggles as something uh, that God wants me to learn, you know, and, and not a punishment, 
Now, when it first, when something happens, sometimes we want to look at it as, oh, what did I do wrong? Uh, but as I as I reflect on all my struggles and the challenges, there's always been great learning and um, helping me be uh, the person that I am right now, helping other people. Right on. And and thank you for sharing that. And in in many ways, it kind of echoes to, when, when I hear you share that it echoes your your journey as 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 a teacher. Uh, you still are a teacher in, in many ways. <laughs> And then, and then your role, and 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 as 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 principal, that's really when I when I first met you. And and for full disclosure, um, for those of you that are tuning in, I think Nikki, you and I may have just missed each other. Uh, we both were in Winston Salem Forsyth County Schools here wow. in, in North yeah. Carolina. Uh, I know that you were you were at the PG, the Piney Grove. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was down the road from you as assistant principal at uh, Kernersville Middle School. And, um, and so, Kernersville, I, I, oh my God. And I, I think I know a teacher over there. I can't think of her name right now. It, I, I know it'll come to me after we finish talking, but yes, yes. I, I think I know a teacher over there. Absolutely. You? Don't you love how we're, you know, just all those six degrees of, of separation and, and connection. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, so what, what prompted your journey from teacher to principal, to now author and and speaker. Well, that's a that's a big question. Uh, I I came into education, uh, never thought I'd want to be an educator because I always thought I'd be traveling, which I am doing now. But early on, you know, as a young woman, I thought, you know, I want to be a businesswoman. Never saw myself in a classroom with kids uh, until I uh, became. Uh, you know, a part of the Head Start program. My my twin daughters were uh, part of the Head Start program when I was going through a divorce. I didn't know what I was going to do with my baby girls. And so they had this new Head Start program. I enrolled them in the program, dropped them off one day, and uh, they invited parents. I was a young parent, probably about when they were in Head Start, I was probably about maybe 23, 24 uh, and went into that school and thinking I'm just going to see these kids sing songs and do things like that. But these little girls, uh, they knew their colors, they knew their pledge, they knew all these things that as a young mom, I know I didn't teach them those things. And I was inspired. I felt like this was where I was supposed to be. And so walking into that classroom that day, I knew that education was my path. And when I became, I, I went to the director of the program. And I said, um, you know, how do I become a teacher? And she said, well, you, you first have to have your degree. And I only had two years of college. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, Head Start can help you. You know, uh, they helped me go back to school. Uh, they uh, helped me. I, I became a teacher in the classroom. And when I went into that classroom, Sean, I wasn't looking at my watch like I was at most jobs I'd had previously. Wow. It was like the day would be over and I'm looking like, oh, my kids are leaving. Where are they going? I want them to stay. And I couldn't wait. And that's that's how I knew that education was my path. And so uh, from from there, I just kind of listened to what God wanted me to do. I, I wanted more every time every time I uh, assumed a new role in education. It was like, what else is out there? What else can I do? And uh, principal was the ultimate role for me. You know, I thought after becoming principal, that I would retire and and that would be it for me, uh, but but God had other plans. So once I became principal, 
I was like, uh, the walls started to feel like the walls of a classroom and I wanted to fly. I needed more. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's when, you know, I started really, really diving into school culture and, and, and uh, the way that people and kids felt when they came in, not just children, but uh, you know, you want to go into a place that feels safe, that feels uh, where you feel valued, where you feel appreciated, and not just for kids, but adults too. I wanted to feel that way. I, I didn't always feel that way growing up, so I always wanted cr to create a positive space, uh, not just for others, but for myself too. And um, that's when God connected me uh, with with John Gordon. So uh, after that, I just started, you know flying. It's like, oh my God, I, I never saw myself as a speaker because I would get nervous standing up speaking in front of a staff of 60 people. Mm -hmm. Never, ever did I see myself standing in front of, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of people uh, sharing a message of how to be more positive, not only in, in our schools, but just in our lives, period. I don't even know if I answered your question, but hopefully I did. I skipped no. from head start to uh, being a principal, but there's so many things in between that led me to doing uh, what I'm doing today. And and all of us have those that path of where we we uh, where God is leading us to go. It's just being open to listening to His voice and having the courage to actually step out on faith and do it. Amen to that. And, and building along that last part of your, that beautiful statement of, of having the courage to step out on, on faith. And you write about this. And I, and I remember you had shared this with me when we initially met mm -hmm. uh, and you wrote about this in, in your, your beautiful book, the, the beauty underneath the struggle, creating mm -hmm. your bus story. And, mm -hmm. and you mentioned John Gordon um, and, and that, that's part of our our connection. Yeah. But I, I I would love for you to kind of share that anecdote of how you took that leap and and a certain LinkedIn message um, <laughs> that that uh, that led you to to continuing this journey. So uh, you know, I I was a young principal um, had just assumed that role maybe a few months and I knew culture was a big thing. Uh, walking into the building some morning was really tough for me. I would go in the office and pray up uh, because I think I was like the fifth principal in seven years in the school. So, uh, you know, adults in the building were feeling pretty much at a victim level. And so we know that in order to move our schools forward, we got to rise and empower our teachers to take responsibility. And uh, that, you know, I was, thinking of ways to do that and had adopted uh, the principles from a book that I was introduced to when I was assistant principal, uh, The Seven Habits. And I really, I was I was like the seven habits queen. I love the seven habits. And I would teach those to not only uh, the, the students, but you know, at, at staff meetings, try to uh, instill those values in the teachers and, and all of those things. So anyway, we were using the seven habits in the school and I was contacted uh, by the leader in me uh, people who said, you know, Nikki, we heard you've been using the seven habits. Uh, you can't do that unless you become part of our program. I was devastated because we had been doing this for um, over a year. It, it had really transformed the thinking in our building. And I saw kids were taking responsibility. Teachers were 
you know, embracing those values and, and everything. So uh, it was pretty much a staple in our community. And I didn't know how we were going to transition from that because uh, they were threatening to sue us if we continued to do this. Uh, and I got in touch with my district people and they were like, Nikki, if they're telling you you can't use it, you can't use it. I remember sitting in my car on a Sunday evening, uh, Sean, like a lot of principals do. Uh, we're, we're always on, always on the weekends. It doesn't matter. We're never off. Right. And I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, I got to take every all the posters down. We got to, you know, stop using the language. What am I going to do? And I remember just having my phone and I was just aimlessly in the car. I think my husband and I went out to eat. And I just stayed behind. I was just sitting in the car, just thumbing through my phone. I was on my LinkedIn profile. And I had just added all these authors and famous people just maybe a week before that. And my thumb landed on John Gordon's profile. And at that moment, I heard a voice. And I believe that voice was God speaking to me, as he always does. And, and I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. It was like, send a message. I didn't know what I was going to say. It was something like, uh, hello, Mr. Gordon. And, and you know what's funny about this story is that a lot of times when you add people like John Gordon or anybody else, you can't send them a direct message. They have that blocked. Right. Well, I could send that message. And it said, hello, Mr. Gordon, I'm an elementary school principal, would love to uh, create curriculum around uh, your book. I don't even know if I named the book. I just sent the message. I was being obedient to the voice I heard that day. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything about what I'd done to anybody because I, I was a little embarrassed by what I'd done. And the next morning I woke up, walked in my school, turned on my computer and I said, let me just go to LinkedIn. Went to my LinkedIn page and there was a message, message there from uh, Mr. Gordon. And it said something like, uh, thank you so much for caring. Uh, send me a one pager of your idea. But this is this part that spoke to my spirit and I knew I had done the right thing. He said, we've been waiting on the right fit. And I said, oh my gosh. So I couldn't wait to get home that evening. And I wrote that one pager uh, and I sent that, but I didn't hear from him right away. He had left a phone number too. And, and so a few days later, a voice was saying, call, call. And I said, no, you can't call. And like, well, why would he leave this, his phone number if he didn't want you to call? So long story short, I ended up calling, we talked, uh, and I did a little bit better than that one pager. I flew out to Florida. I put together a presentation and I talked about how I used the seven habits and what I would do with his book. Uh, not only in my school now, I was thinking much bigger. I was thinking, hey, uh, after talking to him, let's, let's just take this on the road. And Sean, that's basically when you entered my life, you know, um, you, Bethany Hill was my first school. Uh, I think you guys have been using the energy bus. And, mm -hmm. and so it, it really fueled me to continue the work that I was doing because I had no clue. Because when I met with him in Florida, you know, here I am thinking, uh, oh, I'm about to work with this guy. I'm going to be a millionaire. And he looked at me and he said, Nikki, you can use the book. However, I can't pay you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so anyway, after talking to my husband, he said, you know, Nikki, you can always go back and be a principal, teacher, whatever you want to do in education. You may never get this opportunity again. So I left my job. I was making $93,000 a year. Wow. That was going to be a big dent in our, you know, household income. And 
but Sean, after thinking about it, you know, I had my fears, but I went with it. I left my job with no promise of pay. I, I started uh, creating. When I went to schools, I didn't have everything figured out. I just went in and I just did what I was led to do. And, and it, it all started to, the pieces started to come together, but I met principals that believed in culture like you, uh, Bethany Hill, and so many others uh, that, that came to me and said, Nikki, we're, we're willing to take a, take a chance with you on this because it wasn't, I was a salesperson, but I think it was the passion that I had uh, for culture that was a sale for me. So that's how I got into this work of, uh, you know, helping schools and, and uh, speaking was not my thing. You know, John started saying, Nikki, you want to go and speak at this school? And I'm like, mm, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and so I would, I would go out and I found once I hit that stage, Sean, it's like, I came to life. I, I felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I get so excited when I get a, get an opportunity to go out and talk to people I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't wait. It's like, I pray and my prayer is God, I want you to use me, make this about you and not about me. Because when it becomes about us, it's like you talked about, you know, Peter and, and, and not having that faith. But when you know, it's about God, you know, he's going to pull you through. So. Hey man, you can't, you can't go wrong there. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what a what a beautiful story of 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 that that kind of intersection between leadership and courage and and faith and 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 vision. So, you know, as a principal and in 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 your work as as a speaker and one who who helps schools wrap their minds and their arms and their hearts around building a a positive culture what what does what does that look like now in this kind of covid era this era that we're in now you know 5 6 7 years ago when when we were doing that work it's a different flavor different approach and and uh you know and and culture is more than just putting donuts out on the faculty room <laughs> table or or, or putting celebrate Monday on a, on a bumper sticker. Right. Um, you know, we, you know, the world ha has drastically changed going on three years. Um, so that lens and that vision of building a, a, a culture, a positive culture in a schoolhouse or organization, what, what are those kind of entry points for, for leaders and, and educators now in 2023? That's a really good question because you're right. It has changed. And I think about when I started Energy Bus, it was all about positivity, you know, energy. And mm -hmm. and and now those things, you know, I've, after COVID, you felt kind of weird talking about positivity when people were losing their lives, talking about staying positive and positive energy and all of that. And, and so uh, it's transitioned into more of let's focus on the individual's mindset. Uh, because culture is uh, a combination of all the people that make up our, our organizations. And sometimes we go in and we want to do this one size fits all approach to transforming, sweeping across uh, the school or the organization and making uh, this place positive. Uh, but I think we need to back up a bit 
and focus on what tools can we give the individuals to focus on their individual culture. And so now when I go in, I'm not talking about really a uh, team culture. I'm talking about uh, personal culture mm -hmm. and how we think about what's going on right now. There are a lot of things going on in our world that can drive us crazy. Uh, you turn on the television, you turn on, uh, you know, you're looking at your social media page. It's going to bring so much anxiety, so much fear. And so each of us uh, will look at this, what's going on in a different way. So it's important to understand those core beliefs that we grew up with and and are these beliefs serving me well in this moment so i challenge people to look at themselves to look in the mirror uh and to be them their best self because if we think about it sean if, if we can challenge every person in our building to show up and to be th their best self so that they're self-reflecting they're understanding their own energy and how they're showing up so I talk about energy levels. I talk about it, you know, in the book, I talk about it based on uh, Dr. David Hawkins. Look, look at his work. He's done some really good work on levels of consciousness. And he talks about uh, how many people that we meet today are going to be in low level energy of victim or either they're at conflict. And so if we bring people to a level of empowerment and taking ownership that's when we can move. And that's when we feel the energy moving, not only in our building, but in our lives. Uh, so I think uh, when we talk about transforming culture, it's really transforming the mindset of mm -hmm. each individual in the school now and challenging people to focus on themselves. That's powerful because, and that's really a, a shift, you know, I mean, even five, six, seven years ago when that intentional work on building positive school school culture really became a thing mm -hmm. uh, in, in various circles, not just with the energy bus and, and your work and, and the things I've done with Celebrate Monday, but it, it, it was for leaders to kind of bring this package to the schoolhouse to say, all right, this is what we'll do, or this is how we'll do it. And, and, and the leader took on, um, you know, was, was the driver behind that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was bringing the donuts or, or doing all of these, you know, and, and that is important too, to bring the donuts and to have the jeans days. And, but that's <laughs> just not culture. It doesn't, it doesn't right. end there. It's aligned with vision and, and mission. But what you just said has, has really shifted and enlarged my, 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 my thinking and, and validated some things because that culture begins with us personal culture yeah. um, and 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 sometimes the energy that we give off uh can be that catalyst mm -hmm. for for others that's heavy you just blew my mind there i i <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that yeah i appreciate that because it it really a lot of the work that I do is, is really to help me. I, I can be in really low level energy and I was in low level energy uh, for a lot of my life, you know, for many years. Um, I read a book that changed my world uh, probably about 10 years ago. My husband introduced me to a book titled The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And uh, he said, Nikki, read the first page of the book. Read, just read the first page. And often, Sean, when I go out and speak, I've read this first page of the book over, I don't know, hundreds of times. And every time I read the first page, 
there's always one person who will approach me and say, can I, can I have the name of the book or can I take a picture of that first page? Because he talks about the power of taking responsibility for your life. And I didn't understand that. I was in this, um, you know, I, 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 was, I was blaming, I was complaining for many years of my life. I blame my parents, you know, for many of the things that were happening to me as an adult because of my upbringing. Uh, but once I've learned that, you know what, although, you know, the way you grew up wasn't your fault, it is your responsibility to do something about it. So people get that kind of confused, fault and responsibility. And I talk about that in the book too, because Will Smith has a really good video uh, about the difference between fault and responsibility. Uh, while something may not be your fault, it is your responsibility to now get up and, and do something about it. And mm -hmm. so we tend to blame our circumstances, our people, and we give that power over our lives and it's hard for us to move forward. So once I was able to take responsibility for my life, I started to see the world started to change around me instantly. I was like, wow, look at this. I'm able to do things because now I was holding myself responsible, you know, and, and so many of the things that I that I talk about, it's not just therapy for everybody else. It's really therapy for myself because I'm still working on me. You know, I'm a I'm always a work in progress. And I, it's almost like I love challenging my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. I, I love challenging my own behaviors. And, and it helps me while I'm helping others. Mm. And, and one thing that I know has, has been a, a, a labor of love and, and something that has I know is helping others and it's definitely helped me is, is your book, the beauty uh, underneath the struggle. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, the book and uh, and 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 the and the vision for your for this beautiful book. Uh, that book came to life for me. You know, like I said before, I said to you uh, when we were talking earlier. Uh, I think we all have a book inside of us. I've always wanted to write. It's just that how do I bring all these years? And, and put it on a few pages. And what do I want people to know and be able to do? It's kind of like a lesson plan that we do. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want people to know and be able to do after they finish reading this book? And uh, I, I wanted people to understand that struggles are not meant to destroy us. Uh, that these things that we go through, the, even the worst things I can imagine, you know, even with COVID, we lost so many loved ones. It's like, what do we learn in this moment? How do we challenge ourselves to rise to the opportunities uh, present, presented in this moment rather than fall to victim of the struggles and see ourselves as not being able to move and, and to do something in this moment? And so I believe these struggles are meant to challenge us uh, to move forward to where God needs us to be. Uh, because when we think about struggle, I always say, you know, struggle is not a word that's stagnant. It's a it's a verb. It, it, it's an action. And we're still moving in the face of adversity. So while uh, it may be hard for us, it's like we're, we're inching towards something that God needs us to learn in this moment. And if you still have breath in your body, uh, there is something for you to do. Your Your journey is not over. And so I wake up every morning, even though I've I mean, this past two years, Sean, I've gone through uh, so many struggles. It's like after writing this book, I thought I had some struggles when I wrote the book. Uh, mm -hmm. But after writing the book, I really 
was faced with a lot of uh, family struggles and things that I thought I wasn't gonna live through, uh, that I didn't wanna live through. And I, I challenged myself to look at the moment differently and how do I use this struggle or the story uh, to share with others so they feel like they can move through their struggles. Right. Uh, so, you know, the stories that God gives to us and the experiences he gives to us, it's not necessarily just for us. It, right. it's, so, it's so that we can use these moments to inspire and, and, and change the lives of others. And so that's how uh, this book, you know, came about for me was looking at my past life uh, and and thinking about all the things I went through and how do I use that to propel me forward so I'm not looking at struggles as something that's a punishment, but looking at it differently and helping the world look at struggles, embrace them differently so they so that we see the opportunities. Wow, that's, uh, and again, that's a, and, and you so eloquently captured um the essence of of this beautiful <laughs> book and again it's the beauty underneath the struggle creating your bus story by nikki spears and, and you can find this on, on on amazon um and i remember i'm just so happy because i remember we talked about this years ago and i said when are you gonna when, where's your book nikki when's it yeah. coming? <laughs> and and, and, it, and it's here so uh it really it really is it's 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 a it's a quick read but it's one of those reads too that when when you read it and and to me i'm always highlighting and underlining and i'll, and I'll go back and go wait a minute did Nikki just say that let me let me let me go back <laughs> and over that again and you've got a workbook in here i mean it's a very interactive book that uh that you can use um not only for your own own personal growth but i also see this book too as something for uh, a leadership team or or a plt or plc or or whomever um you know to to kind of get on get on the bus together and 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 interact so i i just bravo thank you thank you so much so uh, you know one of the things um in being in in the job as as principal or even the job as teacher it can be a a lonely solitary gig and and and, and they tell you that in principal school um <laughs> they, they tell you you know listen there you the principal is a lonely job uh, even though you're surrounded by all of all of these people um you're the only principal in in the building um you're the you know or you may be the only uh certified administrator in your building and there are things that uh, are going to require you to act in a certain way that may cause distance and 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 it can, it, and it can be lonely um so so what what are your you know and and, and this podcast as I, as I shared with you Nikki is 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 one of one of the the visions for the podcast is is that I really want this to be a conversation that all are invited to and and even though you and I are are talking right now, I think about that lonely principal who does not have anyone to talk to or that lonely teacher, even though there may be three or four other fourth grade teachers or English teachers, they, they are still feeling disenfranchised or disconnected 
because because of the culture or the principle because that pr that principle may be lonely because they're struggling trying to build a a positive culture so principle liner the principle liner notes podcast is very invitational but it is also very directed to that educator who is feeling that level of alienation or isolation so what advice or or what words of wisdom would would you share for that individual so if you're feeling a and I, I totally agree that the principalship is a very you do feel like you're on an island mm -hmm. uh and i think you know in any role i think teachers are leaders i think i think everybody in the school is a leader uh, uh because self-leadership is so important so we're we're all leading ourselves mm -hmm. and i think that it's important that we empower others uh, to take responsibility for uh, their lives. Um, and when when I think about a principle and it, it's about creating other leaders, it's not about you taking yes. everything on your shoulders. And, and sometimes, you know, especially during COVID, as I've talked to leaders, they wanna fix everything for everybody, but the role of a leader is to create other leaders. And the same thing as a teacher. And, and once we create other leaders, we're not carrying that load on our own. It's like it's a shared uh, responsibility and you don't feel like you're on an island because now you share this with, with so many other people. So I don't care what role you're in. You could be a principal of a school. You could be the custodian. No matter where you are, uh, once you start to lead yourself, it's important that you create other leaders around you and uh, th then you're not so isolated. Yes, that that is the key. For those of you who are listening or watching right now, I need everybody to rewind back to the <laughs> beginning of Nikki's answer because so often when we talk, and if not, I'll, I'll repeat it. When yeah. we talk about leadership, it's not about you. Yes, um, take care of you, do that self-care, get that peace and balance, Put on your music, get to the gym, get get a walk, you know, play play a board game, whatever it is that you need to do to fulfill you. But you as the leader, it does not matter how many books you've written, how many degrees you have on that wall, how big that office is, whatever it may be. Leadership is about creating and building other leaders. That's right. so, so key. <laughs> um, and, and if you do that, then... I, I, some of that loneliness goes away. Some of that isolation goes away. Some of that alienation goes away. Um, now, Nikki, you and I have been around uh, the, the block <laughs> a few times, uh, and and we can say that with with the the hindsight of experience and the foresight yeah. of of being here in the moment. But I think you and I can all can, can also say that it takes courage. It's not it's it's it is it, it is easier said than done. Right. Yeah, it takes courage and it's not going to happen overnight. You know, uh, sometimes you hear these things and you you spend a week or, or a month even of putting it into practice and you say, well, nothing's changing. Yeah. It's about walking in that path every single day. You know, when I walked in that building, Sean, I knew that if I wanted to see if my vision was going to come uh, to, to life, then I had to have patience and I had to celebrate when I did see it, uh, because so often 
we find those negative moments and we focus on the negative and, and whatever you focus on will expand. And so it's finding those small moments and saying, you know what, it, it, the you know, I still see a few pockets of this negativity, but man, I see this over here has changed, you know, and, and here's some progress. Uh, so find the small things to celebrate and not so much look for the big moments because it does, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of patience because it's not going to happen overnight. But I, I guarantee if you stick to your plan and you, you're intentional about your vision, it will slowly come to life. Amen. And although this, <laughs> this conversation is, is, is also all are invited who are listening, you're all in this conversation, I, I will say, I'm going to rewind that moment for myself because Nikki, <laughs> I really felt you were speaking to me. Uh, um, I needed that. Um, and, and that um, did a podcast, a, a few episodes about finding the good and it may not be that big grand thing, but we've got to find yeah. the pockets of good. I have a colleague that reminds me of that. Find the <laughs> pockets of good. Um, it may not be the big, you know, publishers clearing house prize patrol prize, but you have to find those pockets of good and, and, and you just have to collect them and hold on to them. And if you hold on to enough of them, then it becomes I'm big, right? It becomes big. My, my, my wife also reminds me of that as well. Go find <laughs> the good, find the good, go someplace where the good is happening and, mm -hmm. and celebrate that, which is, which is also key as, as well and acknowledging that. So, wow. Two, right. two, I mean, this whole podcast, I mean, it's just like mic drop. We, I need like a mic drop okay. sound effect or something, um, <laughs> you know, for, for Principal Liner Notes podcast. And, and speaking of, of mics and, and, and things, um, we talk about music. We talked a little bit about music before we, we, we pressed record here. And, and I often ask folks, um, you know, usually one of two questions regarding music. Uh, what's on your turntable? Um, or in this case, um, which may be related to that question, what what are what are those songs, or what is a song that inspires you and and motivates you to get on the bus and 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 to and to have that courage to move forward? Uh, I think I want you know I I said I had uh, two songs I listened to this morning and I think I want to share both of them if that's okay. Of course. One is a good morning song that I heard. Um, it was it was on a, a training that I had with a Jack Canfield uh, uh, professional development uh, recently. And I listened to it's a morning song. It's a good morning song. And his name is I was trying to find his name. It's I think it's Romeo. I would have to find it. And I don't I can't even find it on my. Okay. It's Awakening Greatness, Morning Inspiration, Romeo Marquez. Okay. Um, if you listen to that, okay, it's going to pump you up, okay? It's like <laughs> start new, fresh start, new day, recharge, get up, let's go, let's ride, let's roll. And he, and he has a really positive message, so that'll mm. get you pumped up. And I usually play that like before an event. Uh, but another song I love, love is um, Stevie Wonder, yes. um, Loves and Need a Love. Oh. Loves and Need. I listen to that. 
Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, you, we can sing that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. That is uh, for those of you, you know, Stevie Wonder. That is the first song, if I'm not mistaken. That is track one on "Songs in the Key of Life." And I grew up with that masterpiece. Uh, my dad played that album nonstop. I remember when he brought that album home in 1976. I was in first grade. My dad, oh yeah, both. But that song, Love is a Need of Love. Mm. Oh, so I could listen. I just rewind, rewind. And I just envision how, you know, love, needing love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta fill the love up. Preach because we're so in need of love, but love is in need of love itself. It's like, wow, what a powerful message. Yeah. <laughs> St Stevie. Songs. Man, I love, I love both those, both those choices. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I, Listen I to that morning song. Listen, pump it up in the morning for your, for your staff. I'm telling you, it's 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 gonna be like, woo! I gotta get out. I gotta get ready to go. It's time to ride. It's time to roll. Let's make some new miracles. That 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 <laughs> may be. Uh, I, I I'm gonna take you up on that because uh, you know, actually, when 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 this airs, when this publishes, it will be Monday, uh, January 30th. It will be Celebrate Monday, and and I think both these songs um might might be good for uh as we greet kids in the morning oh my god that's on, a good monday. celebrate monday song oh my god that's a good celebrate monday song oh i love it <laughs> i love it oh wow nikki um before before we we go how can how can folks find you how can they connect with you okay so i am all over social media uh i'm on twitter at nikki spears the number four Mm -hmm. uh, my website is www.nikkispears.com. So I'm on Instagram, Nikki Spears for Facebook, Nikki Spears. So just Google Nikki Spears. Okay. <laughs> yes. And it is, and it is Nikki with one K and an I. So, and again, go on Amazon and pick up her book, The Beauty Underneath the Struggle, Nikki Spears with one I, two I's, one K. So- <laughs> Uh, great, grateful for for that. And uh, and and Nikki, what what uh, do you have any upcoming projects or or speaking engagements? Any gigs? What's uh, what's yeah, coming I down have, the pike for you? Let's see. Um, Monday, I'm going to be in Rochester, New York, virtually, uh, pumping okay. folks up, talking about embracing your why. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, and then February 6th, I'm going to be a keynote at a special education convention. Here in the state of Texas, um, I think it's called T-Case. Uh, I'm going to be a keynote speaker uh, for them as well. So I'm excited about those opportunities. I get to share this positive message. Awesome. And and lucky attendance uh, in both New York and, and, and Texas that <laughs> will get to uh, to tune in. And if you can't make it to, to those gigs, for those of you that are tuning in, Again, please be sure to follow Nikki on, on Twitter or Instagram at Nikki Spears number four. Uh, NikkiSpears.com is the website. Um, you, you, will, you, you will be inspired uh, and, and you will be uplifted. And, and I am grateful for uh, not only uh, your visit here on the Principal Liner Notes uh, podcast, Nikki, but I'm grateful for 
our connection and our years of friendship. You are somebody that I put in, yes, in the <laughs> lifelong in the lifelong category. And and I, I am grateful for you and 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 happy to be in your fan club. Oh, thank you. And I'm happy to be in yours. <laughs> oh, thank you, my friend. Folks, this was the 100th episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is an episode that I hope not only that you rewind a few times because <laughs> Nikki, Nikki Spears dropped some really uplifting mic drops uh, for you, but, but I also hope that uh, feel free to, to share it out. Uh, the hashtag is hashtag Principal Liner Notes. Please feel free to, uh, to tag me in any sharing or any conversation on Twitter or on Instagram at SM Gaylord. Feel free to tag in Nikki as well. I'm also on Facebook uh, in addition to that. As always, music is the universal language that connects us all. Do not forget to share your dreams and your hopes with the world because the world needs them and you help make the world a better place, just like my friend and bandmate, Nikki Spears. There is always a flip side on the record and I hope to catch you there. And, awesome. and, and also my, my friend Nikki will hope to catch you there as well. Again, this is the Principal Liner Notes uh, podcast with Sean Gaylord and my great guest and great friend and bandmate, Nikki Spears, and we are signing off. Happy Celebrate Monday. Take care. Peace. Okay.